Hello and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpomu Glani. I've got Tim Dallace here with me. We're the co-hosts of the Full Quota Podcast. It is a podcast, South African Cricket Podcast. Number one comes out every week on a Monday or a Tuesday, depending on how things are. We like to be flexible like that. We also like to do emergency podcasts. If you, if there's any drama that you'd like to know about, just you know, wait a few hours and we'll pop out a podcast. Um, but that's that's what we do. That's what we do. We love cricket. We watch cricket. Um, if you'd like to advertise on our platform, please do so. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We are also on uh, Apple Podcasts as well as Anchor and Spotify. We are, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. You know, and in the spirit of Apple Music, um, or yeah, we're an Apple Podcast, Apple Music. Uh, well done to the Kansas City Chiefs on winning the Super Bowl. Well done to Rihanna on announcing her pregnancy or a second one and a great Super Bowl show, um, halftime show. I know Tim supports the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, but yeah, I've got my second ring. Well, the Chiefs have their second ring in like four years. So that's great for me. Um, yeah, but we don't talk NFL. I'm a little bit tired, but we're going to get through because we had SA20. There was a bit of an after party. And then after that, it was Super Bowl. So I'm high on some sort of whatever it is. But not, not, not. I, I do drug free sports, so don't worry about that. I'm now digressing. Anyway, Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing my good, but I'm doing good. Um, yeah, uh, all good. I did not go to the half of uh, the after party, I uh, mm. did not watch the NFL for obvious reasons, and um, I went to bed very early, otherwise, good. <laughs> yeah, good, good. So <laughs> Obviously, SA20 gave us a massively entertaining final week. We had two semifinals. You also had a final that was rained out, and then you played on the reserve day, uh, which is a successful use of the reserve day, I think. I think the Sunday afternoon at the Wonders was just beautiful. Um, it was like World Cup final type of fall at the Wonders, which was great. But we obviously saw the, the, the Sunrises Eastern Cape coming up against the Pretoria Capitals. The Pretoria Capitals were the informed side. They won eight games out of 10 and they got to the final and somehow by some way that was the day that they were going to stumble and they stumbled very badly sunrise eastern cape congratulations on winning the first inaugural sa20 tim what did you make of the final and maybe even talk about the two semi-finals because they're the one really broke my heart but yeah um what did you make of of that final I knew it was possible that the Sunrisers could win. I knew that they had a chance. This is the nature of T20 cricket. It really was a, um, a giant versus... Um, it was favourite versus the underdog in terms of a final. It wasn't two t- top mm. teams that had been playing at, at the top level. It was a team that had been knocking everybody out of the park in terms of the Capitals... And a team that had started poorly, but were coming together at the back end. And they came together at the right time. It had everything. It had everything, that final. Even when the Capitals didn't make enough runs on the board. Particularly when you're playing at the IFL, you think, you think at the halfway mark, that is going to be tough to defend. Right up until that last over, they had a chance. Right up until the very last over, they were in the game right through the end. So all those people that bought tickets undoubtedly got their money's worth, whoever mm-hmm. they were supporting, whether they were neutral or whether they were supporting a particular side. It had everything. It, it was f- 
for an inaugural final, it really ticked all the boxes and it actually showed not only that the the ability for South Africa to host a, a world-class tournament, but the local talent that South Africa has. South Africa often mm. gets told, oh, once you go past Bella, there isn't that talent there. It, mm. the, the, there's not enough guys coming through for X, Y, and Z. This competition and the Sunrisers in particular showed that that's not the case. In fact, it's the complete opposite. Yeah, look, I think speaking about the Sunrisers, I think they're a case of obviously local is lacquered, uh, to use the South African phrase. Um, obviously, the internationals weren't necessarily well known, um, but they didn't come to the party as much as, as you would have liked. And you saw contributions from a lot of South Africans. Yes, in that final, Adam Washington was the guy who, who finally came good. There were questions around his selection throughout the tournament. He hadn't, he had like one innings of note, but it wasn't a, a couple of innings. And to a certain extent, that entire Sunrises team, all of them had one innings of note, bar Christian Stubbs. Um, and, 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 and all of them like pitched in in the games that they won. Obviously, Temba had the 50 against uh, Joby Super Kings in a losing effort. Uh, Rossington was earlier in the tournament. Adam Markham, that 100 at Centurion in the semi final, that effectively, you know, put him in another sphere. And I hope that that unlocks Aiden the limited overs batter because I think South Africa needed needs a guy who can do that type of a performance that takes teams away. You also had um, guys like Marco Janssen who who pitched in. And, and and so it kind of felt like it was everybody else came through at the right time um, for them. And to the Petora cap, but let's, let's stop on the, on the Sunrisers. When you looked at them, obviously they came in third. They beat the number two team in the, in, in the Joburg Super Kings in a, in a run fest in Pretoria. And, you know, you kind of felt that then it was, oh, it clicked. But when we walked into the semi, into the final, I thought, They've been up and down. Could they have peaked too soon? And that 200 and, I don't know, 220 that they put up was, was the, the peak of their tournament and it was going to be a damp squib in the final. Uh, it, 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 there was that risk. There was that risk when you look at the firepower that uh, the Capitals had um, in the arsenal and, and, and uh, we'll get into, into that team just now. Mm. Um, but it's 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 that togetherness that they've created within that side, um, and, and Markham and uh, Adrian Burrell need to take huge credit for that because, as we said, they needed certain guys to to pitch up. They needed certain guys. It wasn't a case of if one guy does everything, mm-hmm. they can win it. It wasn't that. Yeah. That wasn't going to pull them through. Like, like, like other teams have had, that wasn't going to pull them through. Uh, Paul Royals, if Joss Butler had made runs at the semi-final, they could have been in the final, mm. regardless of what anybody else had done. This team needed a team effort. It needed everybody to mm. contribute. And as you rightly point out, everybody contributed. And yeah, even, my- in, 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 even in the, in the final, even in the final, when it got squeaky, squeaky bum time, it needed somebody to just calm heads. Michael Janssen was the man for the calm heads. Those mm. those boundaries to hit off um, Bosch at the end, those were not yes. hacks. Those were strokes, stroke plays. Mm. Those were over cover and, and shots that were made in control. 
the situation was tense, but he was he remained in control throughout that, that little period. So that's why they, they won it for me. That's mm. that's why that they were because they played as a team. Nobody said it's my show. It is the Sunrisers show, not my show. Yeah, you kind of felt like Mark Nicholas spoke about it at the presser. Oh, well, like in the presentation, the sum of the parts um, of this team was greater than the whole. And to a certain extent, in the preview, I think with Vanner, we kind of ended up on there in terms of everybody needs to pitch in. They're all very young, they're all the future of South Africa. And because we don't know the internationals, a lot of the stuff's going to be reliant on all of them coming together and pitching together. It wasn't necessarily like the other teams where you were reliant on. Josh Butler or or Owen Morgan or somebody or Jason Roy or with the Capitals or with Will Jackson, Full Salt. If they take those in English people out of the Pretoria Capitals, they look like um, you know the Pretoria Nobodies or, or, or the Pretoria Republicans. I don't know what else the antithesis of capital is, um, or like a, a Faf Duplessis at the top of the order, Ariza Hendricks, or Yanaman Milan, who never came through um, in, in this tournament, um, and so. That's that's essentially what it was, and it kind of speaks to to Aiden's captaincy, and we'll, we'll talk about that. The other side of the coin, the Pretoria Capitals, the team that lost, they looked unstoppable. They looked unbeatable. The one game they lost was uh, at the Wanderers against the uh, against the the Jersey Super Kings, and then they lost obviously in a higher class and master class uh, contender for performance of the of the tournament. Um, hundred revenge game, hundred essentially, or we're not going home, hundred. Uh, type of type of vibe that you know they still even got close in that game on in both games actually got pretty close uh to think about it um was like i the thing is i think in a lot of sports a lot of these teams we saw in basketball the golden state warriors they had a 73 and 9 season record-breaking season going on to lose the nba finals you've watched the 17 and 0 patriots or 16 and 0 patriots going on to actually then losing the super bowl to the giants um, I'm talking about American things, but it's it kind of it kind of bears fruit even in the IPL RCB that type of a team, uh, great regular season guys, but when it comes to the playoffs, you just fall apart. Even in World Cups, you've watched teams build up a a resume only to be beaten in a semi final, um, and that was India in the the previous World Cup in 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 Abu Dhabi. India did quite well coming through the game to through through the quarterfinals uh, through the the regular season and then all the, all the what is it the, the the group stages and then falling at the end was it that for the Pretoria Capitals was it it's a law of averages Murphy's law you can't go and win everything there was always going to be a point where you were gonna just stumble I I have to say that it's just one man one man and one man only. As as good as they continued to play once he left, and as good as they they sort of patched it up, if if you like, I think I think not having Ron Jacks was absolutely vital, and that's mm. but not making any disservice to the players that played for him, like um, Mendes. Mendes had a really good tournament. You know, mm. in his seven games that he played, he was striking, striking at nearly 150. So, you know, he did exactly what, what you would ask. 
But I just think that they missed a spark from him. They mm. needed that, that match winner. Mm. Mendes was a contributor. Jax is a match winner. That's the difference mm. for me. That's and the he's difference. the type of guy that can nullify Rulof and the Mava when Rulof starts getting, starts getting um, going. Um, his strike rate for the tournament is far better than anybody else's. His strike mm. rate is over 200. Yeah. It's over 200. That's just you know. insane. You know, <laughs> the, 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 the average for the tournament is around 130. That's, that's for the tournament. It's around 130. His is mm. 200. That's mm. just, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, he didn't, he, he hardly failed. I think he failed in the second game, he made a six. But outside mm. of that, I think he made runs in every single game that he played. And it mm. went from ball one, which you need to do in this tournament. I think in the high felt on that pitch where they mm. clearly didn't get enough runs. Yes, yes, of course, he could have got out second ball to a good delivery. That's quite possible. That's the nature of, of the format. But I think if he'd got himself in 10, 12 balls, it would have been curtains at halfway mark. They would have got to 200 and that would have been it. Finish, finishing Clark. Thanks and for coming. AB mentioned that they were asking him about obviously the guy coming in at number five and what he's thinking. And he was like, no, give yourself about, he was like, say so he said 10 for 10. So 10 ball, 10 runs and 10 balls. And then you, you accelerate, which a lot of the, a lot of the viewers and a lot of the, the social media people didn't lie. I was like, oh, this is a quite interesting. AB de Villas is telling people to waste, to effectively in people's waste 10 balls, but it's not wasting. It's at a hundred strike rate, but you know, you know what I mean? Um, and and I thought about and as you mentioned, obviously you need to and and that was the type and that's what the wonders always is. If you looked at the reason the the, the fuff innings is at the wonders, it was always they took their time up front because bad, bowling in the power play was really tricky at the wonders. And then after the power play, you could then actually put down runs. And the power score was just above one sixty, and they got to about one hundred and thirty six. They needed fifteen runs, and 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 to a certain extent, half about midway through the set. Through that, at a 15 overs in that final, I thought they were going to get there. Because I remember in the semi-final, they got to 170 from similar position. Uh, and that was just enough to get over the Paul Royals. So it, 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 it was a game of fine margins. And you kind of feel like a player like Will Jacks gets you there. Um, Riley is a question mark. I think something that we need to talk about, maybe from a project perspective, maybe for this from another day. Because they just went 4-4-4 four, four, four out. And we're like, dude, like, what are we doing? But anyway... Let's talk about the man of the moment, the man of the weekend, the man going into this new era. Because remember, we're in the start of the new era in, in South African cricket in terms of the national setup. And so maybe uh, it's a clean slate, blank slate. I don't know. Um, Aidan Markham winning MVP. Does that hold weight nationally? Does Obviously, remember we spoke about it in in our previous show that obviously if he managed to win this, it would be a massive tick for his cap for uh, a captaincy nod. Um, because obviously everyone's assuming that we're gonna get new captains. And even yesterday in the in, in the center in the media center, there were like hmm rumblings around whether there's a new captain whether they were announced. They were not announced. I don't want to be aggregated. Um, it's just you know people are thinking like that right now, especially with the West Indies um, on the horizon and the Netherlands coming up. It's a good way to, to change things with the World Cup at the end of the year. What did you make of Adam Markham's tournament? Um, I'll give you my thoughts afterwards. And also, 
Is he a shoe in now? Or are you going to consider him captaincy? I saw a tweet that said he should captain all formats. What do you make of that? No. <laughs> Obviously not. Obviously not. Obviously getting ahead of him or herself with that tweet, um, mm. which is understandable after such a good final. But no. Um, look, without going over old... old uh, Quotes that I've had over over the last certainly the mm. last six six or seven weeks about Markram, talent has always been there. He's never quite cracked it as much as he should have. That's not to say he hasn't he hasn't done well at times. He has done magnificently. He just hasn't quite done lived up to the hype that that that, that we that we expect mm. from him. That being said, this was. A tick or box situation. Mm. Will he will he be able to lead a team that is predominantly focused on local players and make them competitive? Tick. Will he make that that pressure not affect his batting? Tick. Will he mm-hmm. still be a force with his bowling, which has been an incredibly important asset? Uh, for the Proteus in this format. Tick. All three ticks, all done. Everything everything is done. He's done his side of the story. He's done his bit. He now can't do he can't now do anymore. He's now played in the international tournament with some of the world's best players against quality opposition in tense situations. Mm-hmm. He has been batting when the team are losing, when the team look like they're going to lose. He's gone out there, he's made 100, 150 yes. or balls. That mm. is substantial. That is substantial. He has done everything that Shukri or um, Rob could have asked, for, asked of him. If they said to him, go out and do these things, these are the things they would have asked him to do. He, he, can, he, could, he cannot possibly have done any more than mm-hmm. he has done. So, I could see him, I don't, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I could see him becoming the Protoss T20 captain. It is a possible possibility if they go in a different direction. I don't know if that is, so don't put words in my mouth, I don't know if that's going to happen, I'm just saying, if that's the direction they want to go in, they've got now a genuine, instead of having somebody with obvious talent, you've got somebody with substance. Somebody who mm. has delivered in difficult situations. He's delivered in an international tournament against quality opposition. You can't ask any more from that from, from anybody, not just from Mark, from anybody. So from that perspective, could he, could he get a nod at the, at the next level? Absolutely. What we want as a fan, though, is we want this to transfer across the formats. Mm. This has to cross, transfer across now. Not just yeah. in this format, not just in a franchise, not just domestically. It needs to. He's now touching thirty. It's time to say, "This Ooh. is my position. I want to take 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 advantage of it." It's up to who, the powers that be what they do with that. But as I said, yeah. I've said about four times now. He can't have done any more than he done than he's done in this tournament. Um, mm. Let me just get here. I'm gonna go. He's, He's average 30, average of 33 uh, strike rate, just under 130. 
And um, average of 14, the economy of six as, with the ball. With, a, with 11, 11 wickets. wickets. Yeah. Um, Perfect. Look, and I think, and I think that's, that's what can help with the balance. He can be one of those guys who can help with the balance from, from the national side in the T20 sphere. And we saw that in the World Cup a little bit. Um, I do think he's a number four. And I think it kind of suits him in, in that role um, with, with David Miller coming in at five. And I think you can pencil those guys in. I think the bigger question, obviously, was the guy at six. And I don't think we've answered that a lot. I think um, currently it has to be Hannah Klaassen. But from an Aiden Markham perspective, he's he has... If people think I'm a hater, he has silenced me. I I thought that 100 at Centurion was world-class. I thought it was unbelievable. Um, and he batted out of his skin. And if he can keep on batting like that... Because essentially... To me, when I looked at that 100, I was like, that was what we wanted. The problem is the greats can, be cons can consistently do that to you. You saw that with Faf, with a consistent 90, high 90s and everything else. You saw that with Josh Butler. You saw that with Will Jacks. You need Aiden to be in that realm in this tournament because I don't think, even in season two, with the squad that they have, I don't think they're going to get, they, they, they could get, get far. They were very close to being fourth. Um, and, and obviously there were a couple of situations that played in their favor and that speaks to Aiden's captaincy, but to a certain extent, that's what the Sunrisers missed was a consistent run getter. Yes, Aiden's there. He's in the top five run scorers and that was great. It was that hundred. But if you look at the guys around him, they put down runs, they, you know, and, and he put down runs and I don't want to say he didn't, but we, you'd want him to be the number one run scorer in this tournament for the talent that he has. Because if you look at that top five, from a talent perspective, I think he's the most talented there. Um, outside of outside of Quinton de Kock, because I think Quinton is all-worldly. Um, and that says a lot, because I think Josh Butler's good too. But I think Aiden has it in his locker to be even better than him. Um, and obviously, we know Heinrich Klaassen. Heinrich Klaassen is a guy who's worked hard. He's, he's, he's got a talent. If Heinrich Klaassen had the talent that Aiden Markham had, Heinrich Klaassen would have probably been in the Protea side for these past seven years and have scored about 4,000, 5,000 runs um, across, well, even 6,000 runs across all formats. That's that's the type of, you know, and and so everything's there. The package is there. You just want consistency across the board. You want that type of a performance because that's the type of stuff A.B. De Villiers gave you, you know? A.B. De Villiers never, like, he'd either get out for naught or he'd get out for something significant. You want significant runs. Um, and so that's the... That's essentially what my thing is. And if you want to make him T20 captain, by all means, I think it's a it's a nice move. I don't know about one-day internationals, but knowing South African selectors, we like to pick cross-format. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, hey, take ODIs too. Um, the only issue, obviously, is that he hasn't scored a century for the national team in one-day in one day internationals. Tim Bears 3, just to give you a reference, he hasn't. And I think he scored like a 90 um, and so that's the, cause he's, wait, he scored like a 19 in, in Sri Lanka. It was a really two years before was, yeah, yeah. It was before the first world, the first T20 world cup in 21. It was really nice. It was a really nice uh, thing, but you want to consistently, you don't want it to be in, 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 in sporadic. And, and I think for me, that's the only thing I could say, maybe he needs to kind of work on, but from this tournament, unbelievable performance. I see why they made him MVP. And we're going to talk about that later. But yeah, he's been, he has 
shut me up, I'll take that 100%. Um, and I want him to shut me up even more because if he does that, it means the coaches are going to win games. That, that's essentially what it, what it means. So, Aiden, go forth and conquer, my man. Well done. You have my attention. Well, you had my attention many years ago. You lost it. I'm still not owning your stock. However, others are owning your stock. So please do make them happy. Um, I'm still a little jittery, but in this T20 format, yeah, it's your thing. It works for you. Okay, Tim. That's final out. That's everything out. Let's talk about the awards. Um, so we decided to kind of have a little bit of a watcher on the back end of the of, of of the show, just to you know spice it up, have a little bit of fun. So I think the first award here, Tim, that we have is the surprise package of the tournament. This is a player or a team that has surprised you, that's gone over and above and have surprised you. What was your surprise package of the tournament? Um, I'm going to go slightly differently to our chat um, pre this podcast. I hope you don't mm -hmm. mind. Uh, because we have discussed Sunrises in great deal. They were yes. going to be my, my surprise, but we have discussed them in great deal mm -hmm. already. So my surprise which is a little bit unusual because I have always been a fan of his. But he's been able to hit and miss since he's come back and come back to South Africa. He has mm. performed. He has shown that the genuine talent that is there, but not on a consistent level. But I, I think for me, the surprise package is Lewis Deploy. And I'll, ex and I'll explain <laughs> why. I'll explain why. Because he came into... This 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 JSK uh, side, mm. not in great form, not having great tournament in the SA20, and I didn't really light any fires at all. Now, if if you pick five or six guys for the tournament, he isn't there, and he should be. He absolutely mm. should there for for, the, for his talent. When JSK were desperate for runs, when JSK was struggling, when Fav see was getting a little bit frustrated because nobody was contributing, nobody was helping him out, and JSK were, were actually one more loss, and they were pretty much out of the competition. That's that's how squeaky mm -hmm. bum it, it came, and he made two seventies, if I've got my stats right, mm -hmm. um, at the way he played them. He's always been. You get this tone of a three sixty player. He's always been that. He's always been a three sixty player. Mm -hmm. He's always had the ability to hit all yeah. around the ground. Um, he likes to hit switches, switch hit switch hitters, reverse sweeps, scoops, the lot. So he's had he's had moments in this competition where the pressure's been on. Five duplicy has been out. They've had to score runs. They've had to get totals, and he has delivered. Um, the, one of the games I remember him making. I think it was a 70 or 41, uh, if my numbers are correct. And it mm -hmm. was just the way he played it. He made it look as if it was really, really simple. But it was anything but simple. Um, so for me, he'll be disappointed, I no doubt, because he is that sort of, that sort of character that he mm. didn't, do what, didn't do more. But there we go. It gets my character out. He made 81 not out. Um, in a must-win game, game, if I remember correctly. And, that was a good innings. Yeah, and then a 75 not out. 
uh, early on of the tournament. Yeah, the 81 yeah. was a magni- magnificent innings because it had, statistically, even though they had a poor tournament, statistically, the best bowling lineup in the competition. Mm. We've, we, 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 we know the names, but in terms of the competition, they, they lived yeah. up to it. Mike Hayton lived up to being a good bowling team. And he, he absolutely tore them apart, 81 or 48. So for me, it, it, it is only those two games where he, where he delivered, mm. but they were important games. That's, that's my point. That they were vital games that JSK had to get, had to win to make the semifinals. So he's my surprise package, if you like. Yeah, um, I think for mine, I had, I had a few. Um... But obviously, Lewis was there, and I loved him. And look, I think I actually asked him a question at the presser on that MI Cape Town game, and he mentioned how badly he had, how bad a domestic season he's had already in Paul, and how happy is that obviously it's changed, and he's now on a purple patch, and he understood that obviously you'll get purple patches, you'll get lean patches, but right now he's on a purple patch, and he's happy to help the team, which is I thought was a very mature response. Um, my thing is Rule of Fundamenta, my surprise. Didn't start the tournament with uh, Sunriser, which I was very surprised by, but yeah, wild. Um, but then he went, I wouldn't say, and the reason why I say he's a surprise is I know what Ruloff is, right? And it was between Bjorn and Ruloff, but I was known, I've always known Bjorn to be that guy, the man for the big moment. And Bjorn should get a lot of money. And if we have to, if he ever gets out of the Paul Royals and gets into an auction format, He's gonna regard. He's gonna want a lot of money, and even if Paul want to retain him, I think he should ask for a lot of money. But that's Bjorn. But Bjorn never surprised me because I know Bjorn's got BMT. Rula Fanamava has it in spades. The only issue was that I never thought he was a tournament leading wicket taker bowler in a tournament where you've got Tabriz Shamsi, Adil Rashid, where you've got um, Prenilin and Keshav, who everyone thought would be great in Durban. In a tournament we've got Rashid Khan, Rula Fanamanda stood head and shoulders above all of them, and I think he played less games than them. And so for me, that's my guy. Yes, some of the balls were just very simple. He literally would bowl Yorkers off of that length, and he would try to get underneath your bat. It was the most frustrating thing to watch, but it was very effective for the Sunrisers. Um, and he kind of was their guy who would bring them back into games, especially in the latter part of the tournament, with the way he was bowling, especially in that final. That final could have gone sideways for them, but they brought Rudolf on, and Rudolf held them, and he bowled well in the power play. He bowled well out of the power play. He, if, and, and I thought Bjorn was the best spin in this tournament. Rudolf just went and showed, us, showed everybody in that semifinal and final that actually he needs to be accounted for. And he went largely unnoticed in, that, in this tournament up until the back end of that tournament when the Sunrisers were starting to get momentum. So for me... Rula Fanamav is my guy. Big man. Lovely attitude. Lovely persona. I think he's really great. Um, let's move on to the next one. Best uncapped player. This is a South African uncapped player um, who has shone. Um, pretty much like the rising stars, but we know we have a rising star. That's a youngster who's rising up, and that was Ethan Bosch. Tim, your um, uncapped player? It's got to be Ethan. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. I've got to go with a guy that, that even SA20 mentioned in these tournaments. I don't, I don't always 
uh, give the, the awards to the right people. They give it for, you know, mm. uh, for, for, for vibes sometimes, which is a bit annoying. <laughs> they do. But, but I, I'm glad that, that he, he is getting rewarded for this. Um, yeah. He's been the opposite. He's been the opposite of Lewis. He's had a fantastic season leading into this competition. He's been in form. He's been injury-free, which is a huge, huge part of him doing well. And I knew he was going to do well. I knew it was going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. I knew that if, if they bowled him in the power play early on, he would get that swing and he would get nicks. He would get nicks and he would get bones. Guys could get bowled in between the batting pad. So I knew he would be a threat. I was just a bit worried that certain firepowers would uh, would over would overpower him, which like 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 happened in the final. He was overpowered in the final, um, unfortunately for him. But aside from the final, he was absolutely magnificent. Even when he went for for a boundary, he didn't try and do too much. He didn't try. Okay, right. I'm going to try and keep it away from there. He saw that that was a weakness to the batter. He said, no, I'm going to keep it there. I know I'm going to, going to, going to get a chance if I keep it there. I, I'll, I'll concede those, those first couple of boundaries. That's fine. But I know I know my plans. He stuck to his plans throughout the tournament. That sort of back of a length, um, outside the power play, and then in the power play, pitching up, getting the swing, getting the edges, getting those bounce. Good use of the slower ball. And, I, I, yeah, absolutely. For me, the only problem for him, for him, for him though, is South Africa mm. don't need bowlers. I, I tweeted, I think it was about halfway through the draft, I said, Ethan Bosch will be a Protea soonish. Mm. I think it will happen. I think it will happen yeah. soon. But because we've got so many fast bowlers, it's not, that easy to see him play. We've got so many different options to pick from that it's not it's not a case of we've got a rubbish top six in the test. Mm. Let's we, we need to get guys a chance. It isn't the case for the, in terms of the purchase. I uh, I still think it will happen. But he, he's had a fantastic tournament. Did mm. everything he could have asked for. Um, and, and as I say, there's a reason why SA20 announced him as. Right. As the find of the tournament. Mm. Mm. Yeah, look, I think he's like he's like AJ Ty in the first few BBLs. AJ Ty was nowhere near that Australian team, um, but he was just taking wickets. He was just metronomical. He was really good, just taking wickets. And then he eventually got his chance like five years later, or four or five years, three, four or five, three, four years later, um, as a T20 specialist bowler. Um, even though Australia had the Cummins, the Hazelwoods, and all those other guys along the way uh, who are always just in and around that setup. So, yeah, Ethan Bosch is a really, really great pick. My pick is the other bowler who also South Africa doesn't need a lot of bowlers, but a guy who bowls at 150 hmm, is someone you need. Gerald Katia. I thought he had a fantastic tournament. Um, I, I, He's not had the best time domestically, but I do think this tournament kind of made Gerald realize how good a bowler he actually can be. Um, and I just loved watching him bowl. I thought he became a cult hero in Johannesburg. 17 wickets. 
Um, yes, obviously, he's probably the most advanced out of everybody. I think more advanced than Ethan Bosch and everyone else. But if I told you Joe Pizzi would be the third highest wicket taker in a tournament of, of with Archer, with Gahiso, with Rashid, um, with, with all these power pack bowlers, you would have probably wouldn't have put money on it. And to a certain extent, he's, he deserves all the praise. Um, just like Ethan, they'll be in and around that setup, but obviously, you know, it's Marco next. And then probably they may have shifted the, the dial in terms of who else comes in after that. But Gerald, you've, you've done really, really well. And it doesn't mean like I'm picking Joburg Super Kings guys, but he did really well. Well, like, uh, you talk about Malcolm silencing you. This boy silenced me. I saw him. <laughs> I, I knew he was going to get picked for a start because you don't not pick a guy who could bowl 150. You don't not pick him. You, you know, that's, they, they are gold dust because they have that ability. Mm. But I just saw him going to town. I just saw Will Jacks, Jason Roy, Owen Morgan, mm. Josh Butler just tearing him, to, tearing him apart. That's what I saw. I just saw a guy... Who, who mm. he isn't expensive. He is expensive domestically. So I just thought, well, that's going to transfer even more against mm. international opposition. But, but, but absolutely, he deserves the credit. He had a fantastic tournament. He did have a, a bad lot more final. He put a lot less bad balls than normal. Mm. That was the key for me. Yeah. Just the yeah. semi-final was a little bit tough, especially with him coming out to open the batting. That was just like... Stephen Fleming, I know it was an ego play, and I like the fact that he put his hand up to want to kind of right the wrongs of that, like of those final few overs. Um, but somebody, some an adult, needed to tell him, "No, dude, um, we'd rather open with Matthew Wade," which they kind of should have done. Um, they could have accelerate yeah. the, the run rate. Um, but a uh, great tournament. That semi-final, he needs to take away. And if the Knights get relegated, he's going to get a lot of money. Okay, he's going to get a lot of suitors because you can't get yeah you can't negotiate um, South African domestic contracts like you like you are an international. Okay, um, let's move to best batter. I've got stats for this. Um, I think this is statistically the uh, it's a statistical award. I don't want to do that, but there is one thing I want to say. Right, you mentioned obviously that Will Jacks did only played seven games, and he's number seven on this on this runs list. Right with a strike rate of 201 and an average of 38. Joss Butler won bat of the tournament on the sheer weight of runs. But there is a case that the best bat in this tournament, Tim, and this is the discussion, is Will Jacks, right? Absolutely. Now, you could, you could, you could make an argument for, for that, for two, two or three individuals being bad in the tournament, but, but on Will Jacks alone, absolutely. If he'd mm. got it... I, I, I wouldn't have uh, batted an eyelid. Um, you just have to look at, 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 at that strike rate as, as we've seen in this, yeah. in this uh, So we've got some graph. stats from we've got some stats from Erica Morris, 79 on, from Twitter at Know Your Boundaries. She graciously allowed for us to use her stats. And you can see there, Will Jack's 201 strike rate. And the next best batter is Paul Sterling at 166. He only played two games. Adam Rossington. Uh, was 166, Hannah Clausen 164, Matthew Wade 160. Guys who played smaller uh, parts in the tournament, and Joss Butler isn't even on this top 10 strike rates list. Quinton de Kock is, Duan Janssen is, Phil Salt is. Um, and that kind of, this kind of tells me 
that he has he's the best batter. But let's look at the boundary percentages, Tim. Also, top of the pops on boundary percentages um, as well. Uh, Paul Sterling somehow, somehow is second. Um, it's actually quite interesting that Spinello Macanya is in, on this list. But this, these, these stats kind of tell you that it has to be Will Jacks. If he played the full, seat, full, full tournament, he would have gone away with that prize. And also, what this also tells you, for me, is why I wanted to use, use Erica's um, graphs. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, it's, it's the problem with South Africa in this format at the moment. Can you look at those names? So there's 10 names there. Only three of them are of South African. And one of them, and one of them, the one of them is a little bit miscued because he only played a couple of games. I, I don't think he played more than two, maybe three games. Maybe four, um, four games. No. But yeah. Okay, so uh, four games. But it's um, good to see him there. It's, it's still really awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, but the, the issue there is the world is ahead of us in terms of boundary mm. hitting. That's the problem. We've got the bowlers to, to, to do the business. Uh, our bowlers compete just as well as anybody else in this competition. But the batters, as, as the stat um, shows, is that the overseas mm. batters are actually in a better, better than us at hitting those boundaries. Even from a strike rate perspective, it's Klaassen, Kuddekog, and, Ma- and Duan Janssen. It's three South Africans and everyone else is an international. Um, from yeah. the highest strike rates. Uh, it is a worry. And to a certain extent, when you speak of the boundary thing, you kind of make me realize that actually that final wasn't a boundary fest. It didn't require... The Pretoria Capitals didn't make it a boundary fest like they've done throughout the tournament where you have to hit higher boundaries. The only time that the Sunrisers did that was in that semi-final when Aiden went out, um, guns blazing, and the Lions had to step up. And to a certain extent, Riza did try, but obviously... It, it, it fell apart in the end that 96 was just as good as 100. Um, and so yeah. you kind of feel like that's probably where the tournament's going to go and the team to actually catch up to is the Pretoria Capitals and actually not the Sunrisers. If you look into the Sunrisers, I think you might just be might just come short. And that stat kind of tells you a lot because if you look at that... So if you look here, right? Um, you've got two... Um, you've got two guys, um, Salt and Jax who are openers and uh, top water batters battered the Hulk from the Pretoria Capitals. Obviously, Paul Sterling was in Paul. He just came through. Adam Mossington has spent the whole season with the Sunrisers, so he's he's very good. You've also got Heiner Klaassen and Kimo Paul, but Kimo Paul batted down the order. So Heiner Klaassen, you could say that that's a, a number that works. And Quinny de Kock as well. Uh, Duan Janssen, I think that's a function of where he was batting um, lower down the order. Um, but if you look at the boundary percentages, um, you've got Jax, you've got Salt at the end, you've got even Riley Rousseau, and um, Kusal Mendes. So you've got four That's... Pretoria Capitals in, in the top yeah. Um, if you... and Yes? I was just going to say, for, th- if, for those who are interested, go and follow Erica. She's very good yeah. with, her, with, her, with her stats. She doesn't just do SO20, she's done the IPL... Um, she's done a couple of IPLs, um, and in her stats, they, she points out exactly why mm. Pretoria Capitals basically tops every single stat except for winning the trophy. Everything, every stat you could think of, they are at the top, um, mm. and also explains 
as a as a Capetonian, it also explains very very well why May Cape Town struggled and what what areas they need to to work on. So go and go and go to that thread. It's quite a long one, but it's it's well worth a, a read. I'll post the link to the thread in the comment section on YouTube, um, so you can just follow really nicely and on Facebook as well, um, as also on our on our on our on our audio podcast. Two more awards, Tim. Um, best bowler. Um, also, well, we didn't do best. We didn't do best batter. We didn't do well. Oh, who is we didn't best actually, batter? We didn't do, do better. I wanted some flavour. So uh, I'll, I'll do it short because I know we haven't got a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, but my best batter is Heinrich Klassen. Mm. Playing in that in that team that which was incredibly dysfunctional until they decided at the back end of the competition to sign good individuals because they had to. To be up and down the order like he was, to be constantly under pressure, having to perform, to be the numbers where he was, striking of 160, average of 60. You know, if you average 30 in this format, you're, you're doing mm. very well. Very well. Uh, for me, not the most runs, but such a huge impact on the Durban side. And mm. he played so, so well. Uh, none more so when they made 254 and his innings was just out of this world. Yeah, and he's my, he's a sneaky pick. We're going to talk about MVPs. To me, he's, he's my sneaky pick for MVP because I think of value. So I say if you take a guy out, what's, who's the one guy you take out of the team and they look like a bunch of scrubs? It's Heiner Klaassen, um for me. And I... I, I think, you know, I know Aiden's been great, but if you take Aiden out that team, they're still okay-ish. Um, the Durban Supergiants without Hyman Klaassen don't look great. Quinny was good, and obviously he'd be reliant on Quinny, but Quinny didn't have the tournament that we would have loved from Quinny to have. Um, but I loved Hyman Klaassen. Um, my one was Will Jacks. Take Will Jacks out of the Pretoria Super Kings. They don't win the, the, the Pretoria Capitals. They don't win the title, and they didn't. Um, they got to the final. But when Will Jacks left, they were already in the playoffs, so they were really on the way there. Took him out, they, they didn't win. And that's the guy they missed. And I, and, and I was like looking at that strike rate, I looked at that average, just as it's just like one run off of Josh Butler at a strike rate of 200. That tells me that this guy is out of this world. And I don't understand how England don't play him in a World Cup, but anyway, we'll find out soon enough. Um, yeah, it's, he's, he's just unbelievable. Truly, truly. He was, like, outside of me being surprised, and I do want to pick foreign players, he was my surprise guy. Like, I was like, who's this dude? Uh, Tim spoke about him. I didn't think he'd be that great. I know he plays for Surrey. I don't think he'd be that insane. Um, best bowler. We've got some stats here, um, obviously, with the best bowlers. There are two guys sitting at the top of this. It's Rulof. It's Anuk Nokia. Is Are you going to give it to one of them, or is there somebody else somewhere down the line? Where you're like, hmm, he didn't play that many games, but he deserves a, a mention. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be boring for, for a change, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Anna. I, mean, I love Rudolf, I really do. And his contribution, uh, just, just such a breath of fresh air. Just everything about his performances. Mm. And you know he can clearly enjoys playing the game. Mm at his age, still enjoys it, which is fantastic. But for me, Anna was out of this world. Uh, 
it is these numbers are just incredible. Um, Lini Wigataka, um, if I'm just looking here, average of 13 and economy of 6. There was mm. not a single batsman that I thought he's got Anna sorted. He knows Anna, he knows what he's going to do, and he's going he's to he's see him off. He's going to you know, tee off and, and, mm. and take him apart. I, I cannot imagine, I cannot remember a single time that this happened in this tournament. Uh, you just have to isolate all a um, number of, of performances that he did. But the times that he was going for four and a half and over at times, he was bowling three mm. overs, two for 12. I remember at one game, the last over went for a bit, um, but he was just absolutely phenomenal. The big, the big key difference was was that final, mm. where you would have Bosch bowling. Bosch was bowling one thirty five, one thirty six. That's that's his that's his modus operandi, and he was getting taken taken to the cleaners, mm. put into the wow. into the park, you know, with the utmost of ease. The dismissal of Washington. Washington was timing it beautifully. Absolutely. He was dealing in boundaries. He wasn't dealing in any sing singles. He was dealing only in boundaries. That bouncer to, to Washington was just too quick. It mm. was just too quick. Washington didn't do anything wrong. He got into position, got his feet in the right position, did everything right. It was just too quick. And it was 150. There's no yeah. substitute a genuine pace. Yeah. My guy yeah. is the other guy who's on the top of the mountain, Rulof. I thought you you can't have another big big match temperament guy like him. Um, and obviously his economy rate of, of under six was just incredible. And yeah, look, I think South African fans haven't seen Rulof in a while, but wow. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, wow. This um, this, can, this this Rulof could be playing yeah. for South Africa. That's how good yes. it's been. That's how good it's been. Yes. Mm. Yeah, forget about the Netherlands. Mm. We love come back home. Um, <laughs> last one is the MVP. Obviously, we know they made Aiden Markram MVP. Tim, is he your pick? He is. This was a difficult one because they are a couple of candidates that you could have gone for. Mm. So you could have gone for Faf. Mm -hmm. Fav's numbers are incredible, and the contribution that he he carried that JSK side mm. through thick and thin, through through um, mm. thick shoulder not arriving on time, through yeah. Pankiso, Pink Pankiso, the Harry Brook, Moen Ali, um, having to replace Pankiso with Simmons, so much was going on in that JSK side. And at no time did you think, well, Faf's looking a bit flustered. At no time did you think that. Mm. He was a man mountain. Absolute man mountain. His team didn't make it to the final. MVPs, you know, tend to be guys from right at the end. But yeah. he, he absolutely could have been been in there. You could have had Rulof for his contribution, mm. as we discussed. Um I, I suspect you probably would have had Will Jacks. I think if they'd brought the tournament, Will Jacks would have been it. Yeah. Um, particularly if he'd bowled more. Because he, bowl, he yeah. does bowl. Uh, it's just mm. that the Capitals have a lot of bowling options. They didn't need to bowl him, but he was there. 
But for me, it's got to be Aiden. Either the, 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 the pressure that fans put on him, the pressure that he puts on himself, I know he puts a, a lot of pressure on himself, mm. I know he feels that pressure, because he knows where he needs to be. He knows where he should be. He knows he should be a first eleven in all three formats for South Africa. He knows that. He knows that. He, he, he knows that, that that is the fact. He knows that he should be playing for South Africa for the next five years, non-stop. That's what he should be doing. He knows that. So the pressure is was there. The pressure with the new setup, the pressure with the new competition, the pressure mm. with having to lead a team with lesser known overseas players. Yes, we'll know one or two of them, but in general, particularly the South African fan base, didn't know a hell of a lot about them. Mm. I, and I'm sure Aiden didn't die that. I don't mean that in a disservice. I just mean that he won't have watched Washington. He won't mm. have watched James Fuller because he doesn't have the time to do that. Um, the pressure that, that was there, man. the pressure that was there when he was batting, the pressure, the mm. pressure to win games, the pressure to show that he was the man to pick the pressure to come on the bowl when the situation required the ball to come off and um, they weren't playing rule off the beginning for start for, for starters and John John wasn't quite wasn't quite working for John John so Aiden had to Both take on more responsibility um, that for me it ticks all the boxes he led from the front in every single contribution that he made within that side. So I don't always agree with tournament uh, MVPs. I think that they pick um, guys who very much better friendly, which is basically the way the mm. game is going. But I, I think his contribution, I, I, you'd be hard-pressed to pick another one. Despite, yeah. despite me mentioning a couple of others, you could have. But so for me, and it's got to be, yeah. be Aiden. In a tournament of many all-rounders, nobody has been in top, I think he's top five in runs and top 10 in wickets. Um, and it's, it's, it's an easier pick. Obviously, you could have gone Joss Butler. You could have gone Will Jacks. His value is the fact that he left and they didn't win and they needed him. Um, and But I, 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 I'm with you there, Tim. I think whenever he came in to either bowl or bat, his team needed him the most and he found a way to either take a wicket or to scrape 30-something or 20 or whatever runs to try and get them going through. Obviously, it didn't work out all the time, but this guy had Saddle starting with Adam Rossington, and he also had John John Smuts, who I thought were really poor picks in the auction uh, for the Sunrises, and um, it was a struggle for him. And he, like even in the semifinal, there were not much for two, and him and Jordan Hanman, you know, 100-run partnership, he went on to score that 100 um, that's the type of stuff you want. And he dug, some, dug the sunrises out of the hole. It's just, we hope we see those performances in green and gold. Um, that brings us to the end of our award show. Um, one quick thing, Tim. Out of 10, how would you rate the SA20? The entire tournament experience. I'm going to go nine, nine and three quarters because you can always Ooh. improve. You can always improve. Nothing in life is perfect. But it literally ticked every single box that you could have, you know, mm. come up with. Um, 
It doesn't matter, Emily. It doesn't matter how stringent you, you want to be. It, it's done everything. It has done everything mm. that Cricket South Africa wanted it to do and said it was going to do. The um, amount, amount of money that has already gone into the coffers is, is there for the next 10 years. Um, so it's it done everything. The way that, the way that it attracted, it is sustained. There we go. The way that it sustained good crowd attendance for the whole four weeks was the biggest surprise for me. We saw, we saw with the Mazansi that the crowds at, at, uh, Cape Town and particularly Depart were fantastic. And, and, oh, and at wow. times, at, at, at times at Joburg. Outside of that, it struggled. This didn't. It didn't matter where this was played. There was always a crowd to play. Whether it was a double header or a single game, a Wednesday evening, a Friday evening, it didn't matter. That for me is the biggest mm. take. That it, it, it managed to keep a, a, a magnificent crowd and interest, interest throughout the competition. Yeah, look, I, I, I can't, I have to agree with you there. I'd give them an eight because I want um, us to be able to attract a little bit more of a high caliber uh, international player, but I think that's going to happen with SA22. Um, yeah, it was not, yeah, SA20 2.0. Um, yeah. The Moens, the Harry Brooks will want to come down. Uh, the Joss, uh, the, the, the Ben Stokes is that, that, that type of a, of a caliber of international player. Maybe even some of the Australians um, leaving Bish, Big Bash halfway through because I think that could only better. Um, I, I think they, they ran an incredible tournament. You just need to sort out that whole playoffs thing. Um, yeah. It, it just can't. You can't have a situation where number one has a chance to get knocked out and never have an opportunity to play again. Um, but outside yeah. of that, I think it was a great tournament. Graham Smith and the guys did a really great job, so well done to them. And we look forward to seeing that. And the only problem is it's another year, so we'll be back talking about this in a year's time. Up until then, we've got West Indies, we've got Netherlands. We might have a lot of approaches cricket, but we've got a World Cup at the end of the year. The Women's World Cup's on the go, and we're going to talk about that as the weeks come. They did lose to Sri Lanka, and um, yeah, I need to figure that, that situation out. Um, so a little bit of a longer episode, um, yeah. everybody, but yes, Tim? Now, I just, just wanted to say, we will discuss it. We, no, we, haven't deli- we haven't forgotten about the loss. We promise that we will dive into yeah, I mean. it. Uh, I'm sure yeah. that we are playing today, if, if I'm not, not mistaken. Yes, 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 um, yes. So we'll have two games to discuss next week, um, mm. at, yeah. at, the, at, the, at the very and least. So, yeah, yeah. But, we will get into it, we promise. Yeah. But outside of that, thank you very much, Tim. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching and listening. And yeah, we'll see you back next week talking about everything else in South African cricket. Outside of that, it's goodbye and le sale, kakakiswa. Thank you.